0: Hello, and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, joined by my good friend, Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Jason. Another great day out there. Hope you're well. Uh,
0: I'm doing great, man. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a cast. Me and you have been traveling around. We looked at a few parks. We're just kind of living the life of uh, mobile home park entrepreneurs. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about Florida. It's come up in many conversations because you've closed so many awesome Florida deals lately. So I thought today we could talk about mobile home parks for sale in Florida and like what that, like why is everybody all about Florida? Yeah. Why is it? I think you were telling me some crazy numbers like 300 plus thousand people move to Florida every year.
1: Something like that. It's like a thousand net people a day move into Florida. Okay. After all the, the the move outs and the deaths and all that, still a thousand net people a day move to Florida. It's like the third most populous state. It's got some, some great weather. You got to deal with some hurricanes, um, but you know it's it's a very business friendly state too. So yeah, people are just kind of flocking there. They were with the COVID restrictions, they took a pretty lax approach for better or worse, uh, and you know that gets helped, you know get more people down there. Tourism is booming still. And, you know, it's it's it had a few hiccups, of course, like everything did. But uh, for the last five decades, it's been like the biggest growth, you know, state, you know, outside of, you know, one or two other states for for the longest time running, you know. So uh, it's it's an interesting place to do a deal.
0: Per capita. Uh, Are there more mobile home parks in Florida than there
1: are in other places? I don't think so. There's just a lot of them. You know, I think North Carolina has the most mobile parks. Could be wrong, but it's definitely in the top two or three, if not the first one. Florida's probably in the top five, you know. Uh, I mean, there's 20-something million people living in Florida, you know. And, you know, like, they're growing at, like, 2% a year, which doesn't sound like a big number to work through and realize it's 350,000, 400,000 people a year, you know, that that state's growing by, you know. Uh, North Carolina, by... Contrast only has, I think, 8 million people, you know, and and we're growing leaps and bounds, but it's not that kind of number, you know, as far as actual, you know, human beings. go. Um, So
0: so with with that, with the, the people moving to Florida so much and, you know, affordable housing being a thing and is Florida seeing more new mobile home creation or are they in line with everybody else that there's not a lot of new parks? It's like old inventory.
1: It's, it's hard. It's it's still a lot like everybody else. You know, the developments still don't compare to the amount of teardowns that happen. So you got all these parks and all these great locations that are getting torn down and rebuilt. You know, rebuilt as, as a different thing, not a uh, You know, maybe it's a high rise, maybe it's a strip center, who knows? They're being redeveloped at a higher pace than they're developing. Uh, so, you know, it's. It, it is a more MH friendly place uh, to try and get some things done. You know, they I mean they have a, a, a significant affordable housing issue in Florida as well. Uh, we're actually we, we you know we just uh, listed a uh, MH fully approved development uh just the other day we brought it out today or yesterday or something. Um you know it's a it's it's suited to 250 plus or minus spaces about $9 million for this development. But when it's all said and done, I mean, you're probably looking at 200, 250,000 pad uh, on something like this. And the city was very friendly with the developer on this, giving them the entitlement to getting, you know, going through that whole rigmarole to get it done. So, you know, you will see more developments in Florida and it might make the news, What's not making the news is that still more parks are being torn down in Florida than are being built. Wow, you know, and it's it's a it's an interesting way they do it. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about uh, some of that stuff, because when when parks get torn down, obviously, you know, those tenants are disrupted and they have to go to other places. And and I read a book recently that, you know, suggested uh, based on this lady's experience of living in these parks, that some of these people actually really go homeless and just don't get back up on their feet. And even though Florida has a, a fund that will pay a tenant to uh, move, you know, th- th- to be moved out, those funds don't even come close to covering the cost of moving a home, the new lot rents that the new parks and things like that. I mean, it's a it's a meager amount, and it uh, it's, it's it's a shame. And a lot of these locations that were built for affordable housing and they were kind of on the outskirts of town. Now are in the center of town because the town has grown up around them, and developers are looking at that parcel for a higher and better use. And you know, I mean, that's capitalism and, and economy growth and all things we generally are pretty you know happy about. But but there is an underbelly to it, which is unfortunate. So I'm very happy to be part of a deal that's bringing another 250 lots online in that town. You know, we, we also just sold a uh, a whopper of a deal, 38 million dollars. Oh. Uh, in in Florida. It was uh it, in the same county, in fact, as this development. It's called Space Coast. It's in Brevard County. It's uh, where all the, the uh uh space industry stuff is at and it's it's growing just huge, leaves and bounds out there, and rents are really starting to, to really start to, to skyrocket. Uh, and that's uh you know, again, good and bad, but in my case, you know, with these parks, it was nice to preserve. In that one sale that wasn't to a developer and it was to a long-term type holder another 500 mh lots in really good locations and be bringing on another 250 lots in the same county and it you know it's another 700 some lots uh, of affordable housing that are being created or preserved so that was you know that was a pretty big win for us um, yeah, it was very the- you know it was it was a very tight deal so you know everybody was great on it everybody did their part and you know, we got we got that deal done and this development deal, you know, we're we're hoping to have the same type of success. But but you know t- people t- like Florida, they got great business great business incentives, you know, no personal income tax. You you have all you know, all these other things that, you know, like where I live in North Carolina, like it's a good place to do business, don't get me wrong, but we, we have, you know, income tax and we, we have all these you know, we don't have these other, they things. always
0: get you, they get you one I, way. I have no income tax, but my property tax is insane. Through the room. <laughs>
1: you know? Insane
0: dude. It is the same as if I played income tax. So it doesn't fucking it's, matter. Yeah. I mean, like
1: they get you, you know, one way or the other, at least somebody's trying to get it. You know? Exactly. Um, they they, they have true. the right,
0: they, they, they have the, the inherent right to it. So they're going to goddamn take
1: it. <laughs> I find it crazy that we keep paying taxes for eternity on properties that we own free and clear, and there ain't nothing we can do about it. We can't even prepay that taxes, you know. Like it doesn't even doesn't even work to a way where you can negotiate on that stuff. No, other you than don't, an appeal, you know.
0: You don't uh, really ever own your shit because if you stop paying that, they'll yeah. take it from you.
1: Yeah, they'll take your ten million dollar property if you didn't pay your ten thousand dollar taxes.
0: which is uh, insane. I mean, anyway, that's like, I could could go down that rabbit hole though. (laughs) Tell tell me about like, if I'm, if I'm doing a deal in Florida, a mobile home park deal in Florida, what do I need to look out for? Are there different environmental concerns or is it the same due diligence? Like I know that it's very swampy there. It's very hot. You know, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so you have some, some some real factors that you have to consider. You have environmental factors, you know, wind, hurricanes, tons of rain, okay, things like that. Um, and then you have, you know, in response to that, there's a lot of there's a lot of flood zones and there's a lot of areas that are high wind zones. Um, and you know, it's uh, if you're from some place that's never been through a hurricane, it might sound pretty scary, you know. Um, and at times, it can be very scary. But as somebody who's lived in the South and on the coast, you know, significant portion of my life, these hurricanes tend not to be the worst thing, you know. And Florida, even when a hurricane does come through, and, and sometimes unfortunately does take out a park, a lot of FEMA money comes in, and your insurance money comes in, and it's rebuilt, and it's, it's often rebuilt pretty quickly. Like here in Wilmington, we had a pretty big hurricane a couple of years ago called Florence, and I mean, it it knocked our town on its butt for you know a hot minute. Uh, But within, you know, 90 days, life was back to normal for the most part. You know, maybe some people it was a few months, you know, longer than that. Um, So, you know, from an environmental standpoint with the with the wind, I wouldn't get too hung up on, oh, I'm buying in a hurricane corridor and I'm going to have to pay extra insurance. I think the the value in the parks still far outweigh the cost of insuring it and the actual risk of losing your park uh, from the hurricane. Okay. Uh, now, but if you're buying in a flood zone and going through a hurricane, I'd be much more skeptical. But in Florida, a lot of Florida is in a hurricane. I mean, South Florida is only seven feet above sea elevation. You know, so it's it's there's not a lot of not a lot of room Dude, there. Right? Let me just
0: tell you, if I'm ever going to own a mobile home park, I know exactly where it's going to be located in New England. There's the least amount of horrible shit that can happen <laughs> to me in
1: New England. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Except cold winters, you got to deal with the cold. Who cares?
0: Winter. The cold cold doesn't blow your house down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, for real. But you know, I mean, that's that's what you got. Like, and the flood zones can be, you know, fairly significant. You know, we've talked before that there's a couple of different kinds of flood zones, so not all flood zones are created equal, and they're not all bad. You know, you might be in a, in a 500 year low low risk type of flood zone, and that's you know that's going to be fine. You know, without you know, even your lender's probably not going to be a hard time. Uh, if it's a good if it's a good property in a good location in florida uh but a a traditional flood zone you know can be challenging and you are definitely you know in in all cases going to have to lift the homes above the flood you know zone by you know but the the height that the flood waters come in at is marked and you want to get above that line if you're developing stuff you're going to be forced to if you're developing stuff but if you're on your own park and that's a concern of yours you know, that's something as a value add you could do to your park to lift those homes up another foot or two. And it, it's not cheap, but it's probably, you know, we're going to pay itself off in the long run. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, the flood ways. And those really should be avoided. And at, 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 for most investors, most of the time, they should avoid flood ways. Uh, typically, if a flood does come through on those, Uh, and it it damages that lot that makes it unusable, you're not going to be able to bring it back online like they just won't let you Uh, Where at least you can bring back online your flood zone stuff most of the time, you know, but floodways, I'm much more cautious uh, about those and and I would be taking a real look at my risk and exposure uh, if I'm considering buying a park that's in a floodway, especially in coastal Florida with the hurricane stuff going on. Um, you know, just, just something to really consider.
0: Man, that I, I, I would, I would never want to build a mobile home park in Florida. I don't know why anybody would do that. I guess, you know,
1: you need need houses built well and you lift the house up high enough and you, you you do it all right. It's perfectly reasonable and perfectly safe. You know, they make really good good. hurricane straps and, you know, all, all these things that really, you know, the, the mobile home park, sometimes they make the news a bit more, but they're not getting hammered like they used to, and they're not being washed away just because of that weather.
0: So there has been technology that has enabled these ho- homes to be more safe.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course. Especially the newer stuff, you know, post 2000, 2005. Uh, you know, that stuff really built. Up. Um, you know, the older stuff is the older stuff, and that is a lot of the parks in Florida. And yet, you know, they're older than me and you, and they're still standing there. So. You know.
0: Do you have any active mobile home park deals going on in Florida right now?
1: Well, yeah, we have that two-part development deal um, that, that I was mentioning. It's yep. about 245 spaces, public water, public sewer, yep. $9 million. Um, and, you know, it would be built as a Class A development. Gotcha. Um, got it. You know, I mean, it's inches away from, you know, from uh, the intercoastal at, at one of the locations. So, really? Really yeah, it's really close. It's like I think one street away. Um, that's
0: pretty awesome.
1: You know, so I mean really really great locations in Cocoa, Florida for Bard County, which is the titansville uh Melbourne, Palm Bay MSA has you know half a million people in it or something.
0: How many homes is it? Two twenty five,
1: uh, you say? 245, Two forty five. Two and
0: what is the asking on it right now?
1: Nine million dollars. Okay. Um and one of the parks is in an opportunity zone, so there's a whole other slew of incentives that come with that from, from a tax standpoint. Uh, how's the crowd? How's the, the tenants? 50, it would be built as, as a 55 plus community oh. and the developer, the developer believes that the build to rent model, uh, which has been coming up all around the country, but usually with like townhomes and, and single family homes that we're seeing, uh, it, you know, would be something that could be applied here in the manufactured home, uh, rental 55 plus, uh, world. Uh, and, and I don't think he's wrong because, I mean, you could probably get a significant amount out of the rentals uh, if, if, with these well, newer homes. It, it could look and be a really great investment.
0: You know what? I, and this might be a crazy idea and I hope nobody steals it, but how come nobody has ever done a, like a assisted living facility that is a trailer park? Because, what? because they're, or a mobile home park, because they're on the ground level, Right. You could have, everybody could have their own space, which during COVID, right, is even more important. We have Uh an aging geriatric society, right, that is like baby Uh boomers are going to need places to be. And with rampant disease, man, people would be way more, I feel, comfortable putting their parents there. And right now, some assisted living facilities are already $5,000 a month. Yep. So, I mean, if you had one building in the center that was like the kitchen and everything, all the meals could go out. I just think that you could have a utopian society for seniors.
1: You, you, you might be onto something. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how how they pass that through on the municipal level to the to the residents, but maybe it would be received well. It's an interesting idea. It's kind of like taking pasta and rolling it in a burrito. You know. And, and you got I, a whole see, new amazing little burrito now. You know? well,
0: well, it's interesting. So I have a good friend of mine who has made a fortune on assisted living facilities. Yeah. So maybe this podcast could have just spurred a whole new business. Yeah. Because I yeah, think. Well, we'll
1: give you credit. in 10 20 <laughs> years when it's everywhere. Right. Know, exactly. The, we'll you know, go back to the. It's at, like the a mobile fusion, mobile you know, podcast. it's like a fusion of ideas. And I, I, I always like that idea. You know, I'm not gonna hold my breath for it, but
0: we'll that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Glenn, thanks so much for spending time with us today telling us about mobile home parks in Florida and everything that has to do with it. If you want more information about mobile home parks in Florida or around the country, please reach out to Glenn at G Esterson at the MHPExpert.com or call him at 720 MHP 4 you. That's 720 MHP4U. Glenn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you everybody for listening and watching. We will see you next week.